Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Good morning, Andrew. Good morning there, sir. I am happy to continue in Psalm 16. Well, it's great we have this opportunity to do it. We talked yesterday about maturity, spiritual maturity. That's right. All our good coming from God. That's right. I'd like to talk today about something that I think is a parallel on there. Um, Yesterday was just really about the blessings from God and God himself is the ultimate blessing. I want to talk a little bit about God's people, which are a blessing. Absolutely. So let's read. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation today from Psalm 16. Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood or even speak the names of their gods. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. So looking at Psalm 16, and I think you said kind of focusing on verse 3, that's really a great rendering there. I think helpful in the New Living Translation to talk about the godly people. All these other translations we've been reading out of use the word saint. Verse number three, as for the saints or the godly people. And I think it's always helpful to remind people what is a saint, Mm. who is a saint. Um, And again, going back to some of the differences between, say, Catholicism and, um, you know, Protestants. (laughs) (laughs) Well, very commonly, we even among Christians can adopt this mindset that grew up over hundreds of years, over the centuries, that a saint is somehow a special Christian. Like a super Christian. A special person who's done special things rather than going through Scripture to realize that those who are gods are his Saints, and not only that, uh, the, you know, there's special Christians who did, uh, you know, amazing things on earth, but in Catholicism, they're still doing things today. They have this role in intercession and in prayer, and people pray to these saints, and it's it's this whole cast of believers within that system of Catholicism. And I just like to clarify, as this translation actually handles. That's not how the Bible talks about saints. That's not what they are. As for the saints in the land, these are folks who are living, Mm -hmm. who I can interact with. Mm -hmm. And I I really wasn't thinking that we might get off on a discussion of saints. Well, I just wanted to define the term real quick. Yeah, I I think it's important, though, for us to recognize now that you've brought it up. the, The issue often among the Catholic faith is that, well, those who have died... And gone on to be with the Lord, they are much closer to him and therefore have his ear even more than we have his Mm -hmm. ear. And so why wouldn't you pass your prayer through them? 
we can get into a lot of discussions about some semantics about what's going on there because I know if we say they're telling you to pray to saints that there are some of the Catholic faith that would say, no, 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 that's not what's actually happening. We're asking them to carry a prayer on our behalf. But then you go back and read some of the prayers that are dedicated to Mary, some of the prayers that are dedicated to some of these saints, and boy, it sure seems like praying to the saint. Um, yeah, but that's that's going to be, I think, trying to make a distinction without a real difference. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to realize the scripture says that those who have died no longer have impact in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, they, They've gone on. In fact, that's one of the big things about the Psalms. Whenever the Psalms talks about, don't let me die, because if I die, who's going to praise you? Right. The whole point of that is not that once we're dead, there's no praise of God. Obviously, throughout eternity, through, even in the spiritual realm now, there is praise mm-hmm. of God among those who yeah. are there, what it's saying is there's no praise of God where it can make a difference here in the land of the living. It's not right. happening. Right. And so uh, uh, a live dog is better than a dead lion, the writer in Ecclesiastes said, because at least the, you know, at least the live dog is, well, is living and right. can, can right. impact and can change and can repent and grow, whereas the dead lion has no impact on this life under the sun. So saint here is not referencing the special Christian, and it's not even referencing someone who has a now special relationship because they are closer to Jesus in death than we are here. And that's one of the amazing things, that as saints, Mm -hmm. as living saints, as people who have been justified and sanctified, Mm -hmm. which is what saint means, by the blood of Jesus Christ, God actually listens to us. And that's what I wanted to get to, the the set-apart people in Christ, that Christians, living today Christians, are saints. If you're in Christ, you are a saint. Yes. And, of course, now, Psalm 16 was written under the law. Mm -hmm. There were not Christians, but there was still the idea of those who were God's set-apart people, who were God's chosen that had been pulled out of the world. At that time, it referred to Israel, yeah, and those who had come into Israel and submitted themselves to Israel's God as yeah. proselytes is the yeah. word that we often use for that. But so saints is a great word. Excellent ones, I think, is what some others say or godly the ones. Godly ones, yeah. godly people like you read here. So the ESV, though, because the word that I really wanted to home in on was where the ESV says, as for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones. That's what the New King James has. I, I just really love the New Living Translation. I, I, I'm sure it's not a translation. It's just trying to get the emphasis across, but I love it because it's explaining what he means by this. They are the excellent ones. Excellent ones. They are my heroes. Mm-hmm. They are the ones I look up to. Mm-hmm. They are the ones I'm, I'm going to have to be careful not to use the word idolize <laughs> because one of the things I want to push back against is the idea of idolizing someone in a literal sense. I know well, we don't normally mean that literally, except maybe we mean it more literally than we realize well, and, oftentimes. And so does the, the psalmist, I mean, he's the one that contrasts, we're going to get into this into, in another conversation, mm-hmm. but he's going to contrast these saints and with heroes idols. with idols, particularly, yeah. you know, as, as you've read it twice. But so, okay, we're not going to use the word idolize, but maybe we could use the word emulate. Maybe we could use the word example. Yes. And he says, these are the people that are my heroes. And he calls to mind Psalm 15. So where do we find our heroes, right? Uh, 
You're just going to bypass the fact that I said this calls to mind Psalm 15? Um, okay. What, how does it remind you of Psalm 15? <laughs> I was on to something, but let's do this. Oh, hey, I was too. <laughs> I was too. He who walks blamelessly, does what is right, speaks truth in his heart, does not slander with his tongue, does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord... Uh-huh. who swears in his own hurt and does not change, who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent. Uh, we're going to talk more about Psalm 15, I'm sure, as we move through the week. But the point is, here is a person that says, it's those kind of people that I just mentioned in the last Psalm that I look to as heroes. It's those kind of people. In fact, right in the middle of it is, it's a person who honors those who fear the Lord. He says, I'm wanting to be one of those people. I'm honoring those who fear the Lord. So are those the people that we put on posters and stick up on our bedroom walls? You know, Perhaps they ought to be. Well, yeah, I think that's the point. You, you look at the bedroom walls of, of uh, you know, your teenager when I was a teenager and sports figures, the hot band, you know, we, we like to have pictures and, and put them up all around us. And these are the people who are our heroes and they have tremendous influence. And, you know, I want to be like Mike and, and all of that. We need to be mindful about who our heroes are. Uh, yes. And so, see, we, we went through Psalm 15 to get to where you wanted to get. See how that worked? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's exactly the point. Here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to act like it is a sin to really like a sports person, an athlete. Yeah. I don't want to act like it's a sin to I'm really not, enjoy I'm not saying a person's music or writing or acting. But we do have to be careful because what ends up happening is they do become our heroes and they move from hero to idol those those um figures we use that word figures sports figures entertainment figures whatever they stand out we observe them okay they they seem to be exceptional where we're looking okay because i'm watching the game because i'm into that media because i'm into that music and i say well these are the best ones in those areas if we could move our eyes if we could attune our heart to look at these things that are incredible to God. I mean, if we would just look at a different area, we would see those that stand out there. We'd have different heroes. Why do those people become our heroes and idols? Because they're good at it. Exactly. Because they're successful at it. Exactly. They're good at something I like. They're successful at something I would like to be successful at. What happens, it starts influencing and changing me, which is why this statement in the psalm is so powerful. Because what David is pointing out is not only who he likes, but by implication, why he likes them. It's God's people, right? They are good at what he wants to be good at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They are excellent Mm -hmm. at what he wants to be excellent at. They are successful at what he wants to be successful at. So here's my question. All right, I can turn on the television or surf the web and I can see these other heroes in sports and entertainment. Where do I go to find heroes, these saint heroes? I'm, I'm thinking of a couple of passages in the New Testament in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 7. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Spiritual leaders. Okay. Oftentimes we relate this to shepherds in the congregation or elders, pastors, bishops, whichever term you want to use. We could talk about 
preachers. We could talk about Bible class teachers. We could talk about seasoned saints, brothers and sisters who have been successful in the Lord, the the folks who taught us the word. Mm Mm-hmm. And then take a look, and and I I love the way that Hebrews 13 passage talks about it because it says, look at the outcome of their life. I mean, isn't that what we're doing when we love a singer, an artist, an author, an actor, an athlete? It's because we've seen the outcome of their life. Oh, look at how wealthy they are. Look at how pretty they are. Look Look at all the people that fawn over them and love them. Look at how good they are at playing the guitar or shooting the basketball or throwing the football. Look at that. That is so wonderful and amazing. We are actually looking at the outcome of their lives and saying, man, that's the outcome I want. But that outcome is going to go away. All of those people, there's none of them are going to be great at it forever. The quarterback eventually has to retire and his body becomes decrepit. Mm -hmm. The the singer, eventually the voice gives out. Mm -hmm. And, And in fact, all of them eventually die. Yeah. And then where are they going to be? So you know, one of the things I'm hearing, I'm learning even as you're talking about this, if if I'm one of these people out there that's kind of, you know, nominally Christian, I self-identify that way, but I, I'm in no part of a local church, where am I going to see these people? Where am I going to meet these people to get to know people who who are the heroes, the, the godly heroes that I ought to emulate? I need to find I've the go. people that are God saints, and I, I got to be around them. Yeah, be around them. And perhaps, perhaps we need to say for those who are part of a local church that probably it means more than just showing up at quote church. <laughs> you yeah, know, I, yeah. I've, I've got to be spending. I got to see them in their lives. We got to be spending time together. I need yeah. to see them in their families. They need to be around my family. I need to be with them in their. Uh, which I guess it's not private time if I'm there, but I need to see, well, you know, that kind of living. One of those New Testament values that's taught again and again is hospitality. Mm. And that's where we're going to spend that kind of time. Get to meet actual heroes and learn to emulate them. Holy heroes. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we need to be looking for. Again, it's not wrong to like, appreciate, even respect folks who are successful in any other avenue of life. Not saying that. But no. we need to remember what is actually most important. And mm-hmm. our greatest mm-hmm. heroes need to be there. Yeah. Need yeah. To be there. Needs to be around saints. Well, so glad that we could talk about this, thinking about who our heroes are. Maybe you'd like to share with us uh, some of your heroes. We'd love to hear a story and learn about a learn about a great Christian, someone who's made a big impact in your life. Send us that story. Email us, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, Lord, you are the giver of every good gift. We thank you so much as your truth has been communicated so poignantly in this psalm. Father, just as David communicated, uh, the, the your love for your people and the powerful impact that saints make, that godly heroes make uh, in the world around us. Father, for those of us that are Christians and wanting to follow you, help us to understand that, that, that we would conduct ourselves in such a way to set a good example, to, to be a hero for someone else. And thank you, Father, so much for the people you've put in our lives who through their faith and service, their virtue, their love for you, have have shown us the way, good way that we can walk in according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. 
Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well,